This one works. <laughs> what a blessing it is to, to be able to, uh, to worship a God like that. Um, you know, we, we don't deserve that at all. Um, it, no, nothing about that is, nothing about us is deserving of His love um, or, or just being able to worship Him, but um, He allows us to. Um, before I start, I just want to pray, uh, so if y'all would, bow y'all says with me, uh, Jesus, I love you, and, and I praise you for who you are and uh, what you're going to do, Jesus. I know that, Father, um, Father, it's not going to be me speaking up here, but it's going to be you speaking through me, Father. If, if I have any, any confidence in myself, take that away from me, Father, and, and, and let you speak, Father. Hide me behind the cross, Jesus. I don't want him to see me, but I want him to see you, Father. Um, and let your love be, be shown. In your name I pray, amen. Um, so about two weeks ago, Casey, uh, he asked me to, to talk, and, and I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but, uh, but these two words kept on popping into my head, uh, and it was realness and undeserving. Um, realness, undeserving. And uh, I didn't know what that meant, um, but, uh, but like while I was while I've been going to youth at, at ET, I've um, I, I've seen how important it is to to be real, and I, I've seen that realness um, realness with uh, I don't, whether it be with ourselves, with God, or with each other. Um, we need to be real, right? Um, and I think uh, for us to to be real to. For, for us to get real, we need to, you know, we need to realize that we're first, we're undeserving. Um, we, that, that we don't deserve his love. Um, we, we don't deserve uh, this, you know, this, this grace that he's given us. But, um, but he, he does it because he's that good and, and that's real love. Um, that's, he wants a real relationship with us. And uh, in one of the ways that that um, that I had to, you know, be real with myself was realize that, like, this is not about me. Like this, like Scripture isn't about us, right? It's about Jesus and Him alone. And um, and uh, I, I was I was listening to this sermon the other day, and it was it was about Hosea and Gomer. Um, uh, it was about Hosea and Gomer. So I'm in uh, Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. It says, And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel. He, he was talking, it was, this is God talking to Hosea. He says, Go again. He says, Go find her. Go find your wife who was uh, a former prostitute that you married that is now back into prostitution. Um, he says, go find her. And he does. He goes looking. He goes, he goes looking for his wife that's now back into prostitution. And when he finds her, it says in verse 2, he says, So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lethage of barley. He bought her. I don't know if y'all 
understand what, what this is talking about. This, this isn't telling us, you know, we should be like Hosea and, you know, and we should go find people that are running. No, this, this is saying that this is a perfect representation. Hosea is a picture of God and we are a picture of Gomer. Right? We're the ones that were, that were running. It says, uh, it says in verse 1, uh, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other things, to other gods, and love cakes of raisins, so they were turning to other stuff to find their fulfillment when our fulfillment wasn't Jesus to begin with. They were, they were taking their eyes off of what had already been given to them. And, uh, and, and so he says, go find her, and, and he does. And, and that's what God did for us. He came, and he found us, and he chased us down, and he bought us. He bought what was already his. We were already his, but, but he said, what's the price? And, and he sent a son to die for us. He sent his son to die for us when, when he, that, he didn't have, like, we don't deserve that. What, what did we do to, to deserve that love? Uh, that, like, there's nothing that we did to deserve that, but that's the love of Jesus, and that's what, you know, all Scripture points to. And it's, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. You know, it's, he, we have to realize, you know, what Jesus did on the cross, right? It's, and we have to realize that if, if we want to be real, if we want to have this real relationship, because that's, that's, that's what Jesus is. It's, he's, he wants a relationship with us. This, this isn't about religion. It's about relationship. He wants a personal, deep relationship with us. And, and, and it's, he wants us to fall in love with him just like he's already in love with us. Like he already loves us so much more than we can even comprehend. And, you know, I, th- I think to, to be real to, real, to to really get personal, we have to realize that, that it's about Jesus. It's, it's about him. It's not about us. Um, when we realize what Jesus did on the cross, um, and the realness of our sacri- of, of his sacrifice, I think our life begins to become a reflection of that out of gratefulness for what he's done. Um, it's not something that we have to do. We don't, like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a get-to. It's not a, oh, I, I woke up this morning, it's Sunday, I got to go to church, I have to go to church this morning, dang it. No, we get to go to church. We, we get to to worship this Jesus, and, and, and it's, a, it's something that we're undeserving of, that, and we don't even realize sometimes. We, we take our eyes off of just how undeserving we are, and, and we, think that, we think that this is just like, you know, some place that we can come and, and, and sing songs. Um, no, it's, you know, Jesus is so much more than... Um, than church on a Sunday and a Wednesday. Uh, he's so much more than just, you know, some songs. It's, it's, it's a, 
it completely changes your heart. Your, your, what, what, you, what you do, what you live by, how, like, and, and it's not because, I don't know, say you feel guilty, um, you, you're like, oh, I've, I've done all these wrong things, you know, it's, no, it's, it's, it's just like Jesus and Barabbas, um, Jesus and Barabbas, Barabbas, uh, he was a, he was a criminal, um, he was, you know, a murderer, and, and, uh, the, the Jews, they had like a, like a tradition that on a holy day when there would be one prisoner to get released from death row, and so they said, who do you want, do you want Jesus, or do you want Barabbas, and, um, they said, we want Barabbas, you know, and, and, when they, when they said they wanted Barabbas, Jesus was like, you know, okay, you can have him. Take Barabbas. Um, take Barabbas. Because <laughs> Jesus knew the Father would have to treat Jesus like Barabbas so he could treat Barabbas, like Jesus. And this is another example of this. We are Barabbas. You know, Jesus came and he took our place on death row. We deserved the cross, but God. And, and I think that we miss that sometimes and we just, you know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, oh, I've got to go to church. You know, it's, it's so much more. And a relationship with Jesus is real. You know, it's, it's, it's real and it's personal. It's, and you, scripture compares it to a relationship with your wife. Like, that's, that's how real that it is. Like we are Christ's bride. And, and that is a perfect picture of that because it's, that, that shows, you know, it's not something that, you know, you say a prayer one time and, and you, um, and then you just leave it on the shelf till you're in a bad time and then you pull it back out again because you need help. It's a, it's a relationship. It's, it's not something that you just, it's something that you want, that you go after because you love him. And, and because he loves us, because he first loved us, we, we, we start, you know, when we realize the love of Jesus is, we can't comprehend it fully, but when we just, you know, get a glimpse of it, we start to, you know, take our eyes off, of, it says in Romans, we take our eyes off the, the creation, his creation, you know, what so many times we get distracted on, um, you know, the things that, of this world, you know, the things that he's created, and we, we forget to look at the creator. We, we don't look at, you know, the creator. We're looking at, um, you know, like, say, I don't know, a girl that he's, you know, created, and, and that's not, you know, it's, it's a love thing, and, and that's what I believe scripture is based all around, love, and, and, and what Jesus has done for us. You know, it says, um, 
Scripture tells us that he didn't come to bring peace but division. And, and I believe that that is true. And, and that's not saying, you know, like, like um, that's not saying, you know, that, that's saying that Jesus is like the name of Jesus is going to break apart families. It's going to break apart relationships. It's going to it's going to tear things apart. But it didn't come to to make you like it, it's not didn't come to do feel good things. It came to bring us together to Him again. And it shows us again that this isn't about us. It's about Him. And it shows us just how amazing that our God is, and how glorious that our God is, and 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 just how much that like. He loves us, and, and, and we can never comprehend that. We can never understand that. We can never, you know, deserve that, earn it. But he does that because of his, you know, amazing love. You know, he doesn't do it because of what we've done. And, uh, and, and I just, I just want to close with this. Um, I pray that, that, our relationship with Christ is so much more than just a Sunday and a Wednesday. It's so much more than just something that we put on the shelf until we need it, and then we pull it off so we can get some help, get a little extra help. I, I pray that, you know, that this is a relationship that that our life reflects and that it's something that we, we, we shine off on other people. Um, and I pray that we can just fall in love with him just like he's loved us, like he's loving us right now and, and like he's going to continue to love us. So uh, if y'all would, pray with me. Uh, Jesus, I love you and, and I, I thank you for what you're doing, Father. I, I know that Jesus, that you, you, you have a plan that's greater than than anything that we could ever, you know, gather up. You, you're the one that this is all about, Father. This is not about us, and it's about you, Jesus, and your amazing love. And I just pray that Jesus, we can we can fall more in love with you as as we go on, and and we can continue to you strive for that relationship um, because of the love which you've loved us with. Jesus, thank you for what, you, what you're doing and what you're going to do. Jesus, um, thank you for the cross. Father, we didn't deserve it, but, um, but you give it to us anyways because you love us. Uh, you sent our son, Jesus, and you came and, and you searched us down and, and you found us, Jesus. Um, and you said, what's the price? So thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. First of all, I want to thank uh, John Mark for just being willing to come up here and stand in front of you today and just share what God's laid on his heart. This is a very intimidating place to be, even for somebody who is uh, titled a as a pastor, but for a 15-year-old young man to stand up here and, and share with you is a, is a huge deal. And I, I think that's a perfect reflection of what Jesus is doing out there across the parking lot. You know, the whole thought process behind this um, youth service, so to speak, is uh, one Wednesday night we were having a praise and worship, uh, as we do between, between some uh, classes, and we were having it out in the youth building. 
And one of the church members came up to me and said, you know, I've been a member of this church for seven years, and I've never been in, in this building. And I started thinking, like, how many more church members are in that same position? You know, it's crazy to me that a uh, parking lot is such a, gra a grand expanse that it's so hard to cross. It is so hard to cross. And, and, and we wanted to bring that over here. So you guys can see for yourself that the gospel is not only being spread and taught in here and impacting lives, but it is out there as well. You know, four years ago when I was called here, I faced a lot of outside pressure, none from inside this church through our leadership or through our members, but I faced a lot of pressure to, uh, to, to turn this youth group into something that was a show because that seems to be the norm now, and I'm not, I'm not running down any other youth pastors. They... I'm not, I'm not responsible for them. I'm responsible for me. But it seems to be an entertainment business now. Bright lights and smoke and food and fun. And I faced a lot of pressure for that. And, and I'm going to be honest, I thought that that was the direction that, that ET Youth was supposed to take. But God showed me one day, he said, you know what, that is not ever what it's supposed to be about. It is always supposed to be about me. It is always supposed to be about what I've done, what I continue to do, the gospel. And since that time going forward into now, that is all we do. Every Wednesday night, we worship. We talk about Jesus. We further the gospel. And let me tell you something. The gospel is still just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago when Jesus crawled up on that cross. And it is still changing lives. And let me tell you, it is enough. We don't need all that other stuff. We don't need to conform to the ways of the world for Jesus to be furthered. We have everything we need right here, and we have everything we need because of the cross. So the things that are being taught, the things that are being uh, drove home in here, grace, love, mercy, strength and weaknesses, the power of the cross is changing lives out there just as much as it is in here. And I wanted you to see that for yourself. Now, while this is not a salvation service or anything like that, I know that when you come into the presence of God, things happen. Isaiah shows us that perfectly. Isaiah didn't have a sermon come up on him when he walked into the presence of God and he saw himself for who he was. So we are going to close in the time of ministry as we always do because I know there may be people here who need prayer, who need to be loved on, who need a hug, who need a touch of, uh, of Jesus. But before we do that, I just want to remind us all again that the gospel is enough. For a young man, 15 years old, to stand up here and proclaim his love for Jesus to an 80-year-old man saved, getting saved for the first time, the gospel is enough. And wherever you find yourself today, I know this, that the gospel is enough. For whatever question you may have, the gospel is the answer. For whatever pain you may be feeling, the gospel is the healer. For whatever weakness you may be experiencing right now, the gospel is the strength. It's not limited to inside a wall. It's not limited to a church. It dwells inside of each and every one of us that have been called by Jesus Christ and who are in him. So if there is something that you need prayer for today, please come forward and let us pray over you. But also be in prayer for what's going on out there. And walk across the parking lot. Come see it. Come see what Jesus is doing in that place. Come see the worship. Come see the tears. Come see the real genuineness of what the gospel is able to do in lives. It's not a show. It's not for entertainment value. It is to further the kingdom of Jesus. Come see it for yourself. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, God, we do come to you thanking you so much for what you're doing in this church, God. 
inside this sanctuary, Father, in the, in the adults and as well as what you're doing out there in the youth. God, I'm so honored. Father, we are so honored that you allow us to be a part of your story. Jesus says you're continually writing on each and every one of our hearts. Father, we're so thankful that you continue to reveal yourself to us in new and fresh ways. Father, even through uh, a story about a, a prostitute being bought back, God, showing the love that you have for your church, for your people, for your chosen. Jesus, and I'm so thankful for 15-year-old young men who claim you as their Lord and Savior and who are not ashamed of the gospel. So, Holy Spirit, you brought us here for a reason today. You brought us here to reveal yourself to us. You brought us here uh, to, to, to awaken us to who you are. Father, as John Mark just shared with us, it's not just a typical Sunday or a Wednesday. When we come into your presence, things happen. So, Jesus, I pray that you open our eyes to what it is that you brought us here to see today. And, Father, we're always careful to give you all the praise and all the glory for everything that you are. God, I love you. I thank you for loving me. We are so undeserving. But because of the cross, we are now called sons of the Most High King. Jesus, we love you and we praise you this morning. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship.